Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Now it's time to take a sports break. A look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends in sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to a sports break where we'll talk about some of the greatest events in sports that happened on the date of July 11th through history. We're going to be talking about some of the uniform numbers that players wore, and we have a plethora of uniform numbers today because there are some great events with some great players. Jersey numbers we'll talk about are 5, 3, 2, 6, 8, 15, 48, 9, 11, 34 and uniform number 16 and it all starts off July 11th 1914 and it was an amazing day for baseball future baseball hall of fame slugger Babe Ruth made his MLB debut as a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox the Bambino on the mound earned a hard-fought 4-3 victory with his seven strong innings over the Cleveland Naps at Fenway Park and even before this George Herman Ruth was somewhat of a legend according to a Sabre.org article Babe threw a no hitter in a 1913 semi pro game in Baltimore with Jack Dunn and the Baltimore Orioles. Now, Ruth showed up eager for training camp that season, reportedly, one of the first to arrive and was a spectacular, especially in exhibitions against major league clubs, showing himself as a, quote, sterling southpaw who was a tear to big league clubs. The Red Sox pitching staff was in shambles, so Ruth was coming up with a bit of a fr- bit of fresh air uh, for the, the uh, Red Sox organization, and they respected his pitching at that point, and no one really knew about his prowess as a hitter really yet, but boy, would they find out soon, and especially when he was traded to New York just a few years later. Then we go to July 11th, 1939, and there was more than a few eyebrows raised at the seventh All-Star Baseball game when the starting lineup for the American League squad was announced at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. New York Yankees and American League manager Joe McCarthy started six players from the home team Yankees on that day. And it was a lot more understandable when those were the six on the New York roster of members that trotted out in the field. And they were Joe DiMaggio in center field wearing number five. George Selkirk, number three. Uh, just a reader's note here. Remember, it was not until June 13th, 1948 that the Yankees retired number three in the honor of Babe Ruth. Uh, Red Rolf wearing number two trotted out at third base. Joe Gordon, number six at second base. Bill Dickey, number eight at catcher. And to complete that uh, battery, Red Ruffing, number 15, was on the mound as a pitcher for the American League. So six Yankees started that day for the American League in what would be the seventh All-Star Baseball game. Now in front of this home crowd, the American League won 3-1, and later that season, the Yankees won the World Series, making them the first to host an All-Star game and then win the MLB title in the same season. Yes, the Yankees' regular roster was some of an All-Star squad all their own especially when you had six start for the AL in the All-Star game. 
Well, let's take a second to recognize our sponsor for today's episode. Support for the Jersey Dispatch is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the all-of-the men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. It's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DISPATCH20 at manscaped.com. And if my math is right, that's about 8 million balls. You know, there comes a point in every dude's life where they got to be their own groundskeeper and take care of their own personal playing field. You know what I'm talking about. Make sure that the playing surface is cut to the right height. However, you want to stay clear of the footballs and basketballs and definitely don't want to have any dangerous archaic you cutting utensils near the old valve stems. And that's why the Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll have their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all your goodies you know it is just a phenomenal deal that you get for this and i think i take it for me it is excellent and i use the products daily to help my own personal grooming needs so it's time to take care of yourself and go to manscape.com and get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code dispatch 20 and that's 20 percent off free shipping manscape.com and use the code dispatch 20 unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscape.com we've got some more sporting events that took place on july 11th in this great sports break july 11th 1950 in chicago at good old comiskey park the 17th all-star baseball game took place and this was the first televised mlb all-star game and it brought quite a good contest filled with drama and star power into the american living rooms across the country as was also the first extra inning all-star game to be played it was a spectacular game as it went to 14 innings until the national league won four to three when red shot and diced hit sent a pitch from ted gray to the upper decks of left field at comiskey to break up the american league domination of the game of that summer classic chicago cubs all-star andy pafko number 48 dramatically caught back-to-back balls at the wall for outs in the 12th inning to thwart the al in their comeback to end the game earlier Superstar Ted Williams, number nine, broke his elbow in this game while making a leaping catch off the wall of a Ralph Kiner deep drive. But somehow he remained in the game and put the AL out in front three to two with an RBI single after the injury. Kiner in turn tied the game in the ninth inning to extend the contest. Williams later admitted that he was never the same player after this injury as he lost strength in the arm to power home runs, but it did make him a smarter hitter at the age of 32. Smart indeed as a few seasons later, Williams led the American League in hitting with a 388 average. The legendary Boston hitter was lost for much of the rest of the 1950 season though, and yes, this all-star game had quite an impact of the overall trajectory of the MLB. July 11, 1971, Philadelphia Phillies' Darren Johnson, wearing number 11, drives out three home runs to cap off his streak of four in a row. At 32 years old, Johnson knew he had it in him to be a power hitter, and he put it on full display going yard and for his first three appearances against the Montreal Expos to help the Phillies to an 11-5 win. He also hit one over the fence in his last at-bat the evening before to start to tear of four home runs in a row, you know, four at-bats. July 11, 1985, Houston Astros ace pitcher Nolan Ryan, number 34, became the first MLB hurler to strike out 4,000 batters when he sat down New York Mets' Danny Heap. July 11, 1989, Bo knew how to do it. 
Yeah, at the 60th All-Star Game, it was the American League winning 5-3 at Anaheim Stadium in Anaheim, California. As Kansas City Royals outfielder and two-sport star Bo Jackson, wearing the number 16, was selected as the All-Star MVP of the game. And that is it for your sports break for July 11th. Tune in tomorrow for some more great sports history. But if you can't wait that long, go to sportshistorynetwork.com or jerseydispatch.com for some great sporting events. Uh, We have a lot of podcasters there at Sports History Network to tell you all about some great sports history. And if you're looking for football only, well, go to pigskindispatch.com and yours truly will share with some great guests and some great events and times in football history uh, with you each and every day. So till tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout. He's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.